Amen. Amen today. The 10th chapter, verse 46, you'll find these words. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Oh, there it is, verse 49. And Jesus stood still, that was two weeks ago, and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Verse 51, and Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The the blind man said unto him, don't miss this, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith have made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. Somebody say, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Take your seats. Back to verse number 51. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. I want to talk to you for a few moments or as the spirit leads from this subject matter. Let me see again. Let me see again. Now, just for the introduction's sake, when you read this passage of scripture from a different translation of the Bible, In the English Standard Version, verse 51, just simply said, and Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. In other words, let me regain, let me reclaim my sight. And then when you read it from the Good News translation, uh, that same verse simply says, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And then teacher, the blind man answered, I want to see again. And, And so in most Bibles, in most Bibles, there's a heading that gives uh, us a description of the verses uh, that we are about to read. Now, notice, I want y'all to catch this because this is very important. Case of point, when you go to the 23rd Psalm, my Bible, the heading reads, David's Confidence in God's Grace. And then when you look at the 14th chapter of the book of St. John, the heading is Christ comforts his disciples with the hope of heaven. And so in this particular passage of scripture, the heading in my Bible simply says he restores sight to Bartimaeus. Now, regarding blind Bartimaeus, the Bible doesn't give us any information as to whether he was born blind or not. Jesus healed quite a few 
blind people. In fact, there are two instances where an unknown number of blind people were given sight by Jesus. However, I discovered in my research that out of all of the blind people that Jesus healed, there was only one that's recorded in the Bible that says that he was born blind. And so you'll find that in the ninth chapter of the book of St. John. And so I don't want us to make uh, that an issue today, whether he was born blind or whether or not he went blind. I don't want us to make that an issue to the point that we miss the point of uh, the message, because most of you have heard enough of my preaching that you won't be surprised when I tell you that I don't want you to literalize today's uh, text and make it only about physical blindness and sight, because we often hear this story and think of blindness and uh, seeing, but I think this story is bigger is much uh, larger than outward and physical blindness and uh, seeing. I think it's a universal story that every one of us experiences, uh, even if our vision is 20 Twinning. Now we might need, I went and got some new glasses uh, the last couple of weeks ago. And then the lady, uh, I told her, uh, she was giving me the test and trying to tell me to read the bottom line, Lady BJ, and I couldn't hardly read nothing. And so jokingly, I said to her, do that mean you're going to give me a CNI uh, dog or something? Because I can't see absolutely nothing. And she said, no, we're going to fix your eyesight. So they gave me these glasses and then told me I was seeing uh, uh, 2020. I had 2020 uh, vision. So I'm not talking about uh, the optometrist. Is that right? The, uh, what the optometrist have to say, that's, that's the physical part of it. But I think that this text today, is a universal story that each and every one of us at one time or another have experienced in our lives. Fact of the matter is all of us at one time or another have being a blind Bartimaeus. Come on here, somebody. Somebody, you're sitting in church right now, and hopefully when we get through with this message here today, that God will give you revelation to understand that maybe today I'm here singing, I'm here praising the name of the Lord, but just maybe I feel today like blind Bartimaeus felt as he said, by the highway begging. Because when you read this text, and there's so much in this entire story, but there's just a few things that I want to point out to us today. Because when you look at Bartimaeus, you cannot help but realize that he lived a life of Darkness. He lived a life of, uh, of darkness. And I want to know, do you ever feel like you are in the dark? I don't mean that someone turned off the lights around you, but that the light within you is no longer shining. I'm not talking about those times when you feel lost. I'm talking about the times when you just cannot see your way forward. And I didn't say you wasn't saved. I did not say that you don't love God. I did not say that you were not on your way to heaven. What I did ask was, uh, have you ever just felt like you just could not see your way forward? You're confused. There is no 
clarity, maybe the answers and uh, beliefs that once lit your way no longer illuminate. You stumble and fumble your way through life. I'm talking to somebody not sure of where you are going, or maybe it's just the darkness of fear. Maybe it's grief. Maybe it's loss. Maybe it's sorrow that have darkened your life. Maybe, just maybe, shadows from your past. I'm talking about shadows of guilt, shadows of regret, shadows of failure, shadows of disappointment. They seem to mimic every one of your moves, no matter how fast you run the shadow is still there. I wonder if that's what it was like for Bartimaeus living in darkness. But I come here to give you hope today. I come to give you hope. Not only do I see a man living in darkness, but I also, according to the text, I can visualize a man sitting on the roadside, sitting on the curve, on the pavement. The text says he was by the highway side. He wasn't on the highway. That would have been quite dangerous for a blind man to be sitting on the freeway. Y'all help me here now. Uh, yeah, that would be dangerous. The text says he was sitting by the highway side. In other words, he was on the road side. And I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering here today, do you ever feel like you are sitting on the road side of life? Somebody say preach, pastor. Do you ever feel like everyone except you has it figured out and is going somewhere? I'm talking about those times when it feels like life is passing us by and we aren't getting absolutely nowhere. You feel stuck more like a spectator of life than a participant. Maybe it's about exertion or a lack of wholeheartedness. Life has just simply drained you. Maybe it's despair, inactivity, in uh, indifference. I just don't feel like getting up. I just don't feel like going no more. I just don't have the enthusiasm that I used to have. Maybe it feels like your life has been turned upside down and you've been displaced. Maybe it feels like you don't have any place to be and no one to miss you if you are not there. Maybe you've been sidelined by loneliness, being the outsider or offering a voice that others don't want to hear. I wonder if that's what it was like for Bartimaeus. Not only do I see a man in the dark, not only do I see a man sitting by the roadside, but I also see a man who was begging. In other words, he was pleading. Y'all don't mind if I preach the text here today and put some application to our own lives. He was pleading. He was soliciting. And I just want to know, do you, do you ever feel like you are 
begging for your life. I'm talking about those times when you feel depleted. The well has run dry and you have nothing in reserve. I'm not talking about what kind of car you drive. I'm not talking about uh, what kind of house you live in. I'm not talking about your bank account right now. I'm talking about you feel like your life is depleted. It's those times when life overwhelms us and we wonder how or if We'll get by. We're desperate and our prayer is begging and pleading to just get through another day. It's not just that we don't have enough. We start wondering if we are enough. Come on here. I wonder if that's what it was like for Barnabas. Maybe, just maybe, you felt like you were sitting in the darkness and begging after a divorce. Maybe you felt like you were sitting in the darkness and begging when your best friend called you and told you some bad news. Maybe you felt like you were sitting in the darkness and begging when you had to kiss your loved one goodbye for the final time. When have you, when have you sat in the darkness begging? When has blindness been your experience of life? When have you been sidelined? When have begging and and pleading being the only prayer that you had. When have you been Bartimaeus? What happened though? What 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 happened? And what have you done with that experience? Or better yet, what has it done with you? All of us have had our Bartimaeus' experiences. But I want to know, a uh, time won't allow me to pass the mic because I'm quite sure all of y'all will stand up and, and, and I'll preach this message better than I could ever try to preach it because of what you've been through. But do I have anybody in here that's glad that you don't look like what you've, okay, I don't want to go that way. I don't, I'm not going that way. Uh, uh, Ella Miller, I'm not going that way. That, that That's not that direction for today. But I'm glad that I don't look like what I, some of y'all look better. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Some of y'all done got slammers. Some of y'all done fix yourself up. Hello, here's somebody. Some of y'all, come on, looking mighty dapper. After everything that you've been through, you're still able to declare that the Lord is good. All the time. That don't take up the hurt. That don't take the pain. That don't take the grief. That don't take the sorrow. Oh man, I'm gonna feel like preaching. That don't take all of that away. But the bottom line is, in the midst of my bottomless experiences, I still have a testimony that the Lord is good all the time. As much as we dislike and want to avoid those times of sitting in darkness and begging, if we only let patience, my God, do her perfect, oh, come on here, her perfect work. I think I dealt with that on last Tuesday night. If we would just let patience do her perfect work, then those times would change our lives in ways that we could never foresee at the time. They would change how we see God, how 
we see ourselves how we see one another I can't help but wonder if those times are necessary part of our spiritual journey because he does know the way that I take and when he have tried me when he have buffeted me when he have sent me through the rain and through the storm somebody ought to shout that I shall come forth I shall come forth as uh, pure gold, gold that have been, anybody been in the fire lately? I'm talking about gold that's been tried by the fire. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, there are ways in which we mature and uh, and we come to ourselves. Maybe they are a gateway to the fullness of life. In other words, I had to go through what I went through in order for God to accomplish what he desires to accomplish in my life. I'm not suggesting that God intends or even causes those times, but I am suggesting that God does not waste those times, that God wastes absolutely nothing of our lives, not our blindness, not our roadside sitting, and not even our begging. So whatever you have gone through, you need to understand that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and those who are the called according to his purpose. You ought to look at your name and tell them God's been working. Yeah, God's been working. I don't care what y'all say. You so busy focusing on what the devil been doing until you haven't stopped to even see what God has been doing. But I stop back here to tell you that God is still working in your behalf. Now, 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 I'm not going to be too much longer here, but I noticed something here when I read this text. When I read this text, and whether he was born blind or whether or not he went blind, I noticed that there are two kinds of seeing. There are two kinds of seeing. Because Jesus asked him, he says, what do you want me to do for you? Well, thank you, Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost, he's asking somebody today, what do you want me to do for you today? I ain't talking about Christmas time. I'm not talking about what do you want me to do for you for Thanksgiving? What do you want God to do for you today? And so Bartimaeus says, my teacher, let me see again. Now, did you catch what he said? Bartimaeus, he wants to see again, meaning that at one point in his life, he had a vision. There was a time when he could see. There was one time in your life when the joy of the Lord was, oh God, help me here was your strength. There was one time in your life that you had peace like a river. There was one time in your life when it was hallelujah anyhow. I'm not going to let my troubles get me down, but when my troubles, when they come my way, I'm going to lift my head up high and say what hallelujah anyhow. So so what if, what if, just what if we were to see Bartimaeus' life end in three stages? First, Bartimaeus 
can see. Secondly, he is blind sitting on the roadside and begging. Thirdly, he regains his sight. Ah, come on here. And notice something. Notice something. He did not, however, regain the sight he originally had. Somebody said, oh, Pastor, you're getting deep in now. I'm just a firm believer that it was a different way of seeing because you cannot, I don't care what nobody said, you cannot have an encounter with Jesus. Oh, y'all ain't ready for no preaching. You cannot have an encounter with Jesus and everything be the same. You can't have an encounter and you see the same and you hear the same and you feel the same. Come on here, somebody. Help me preach this message here today. And so I just thought that's just pastor. I don't believe that he regained the, the sight he originally had. And here's why I say that beside what I just said. You know, sometimes words challenge us to see more than we think is there. Now, 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 now watch this. Y'all be watching that word game show all night, so stick with me as I play with words here today. Notice words challenge us to see more than we think is there. The same word can have more than one meaning. And so it is, I believe, in today's text. We're told that Bonamaeus wanted to see again and that he regained his sight. So we could say that he got back what he once had. That's one way of seeing this text. But those same words can also mean that Bonamaeus wanted to look up. Now, now don't, 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 don't miss this here. It could mean that he wanted to look up and that he looked upwards. That's another way of seeing this particular text, Elenusa, because regaining sight and looking upwards. What if both kinds of seeing Diane is necessary? What if Bartimaeus sees again, but he sees in a new way? He now looks, watch this, upward. The text says, well, where you get that from? Where you get that from, Pastor? I don't see where he says. It says he looked up. I'm getting ready to show you here now. Read the text. Because the text says that when he received his sight, he followed Jesus. Don't miss that. He followed Jesus. And then Paul said, looking unto Jesus, what they offer and the finisher of our faith. In other words, when he received his sight, he didn't want to go back to what he once did. But he wanted now to follow. He wanted to look to Jesus. Can I help somebody here? Whatever you are going through here today, this afternoon, I challenge you to look to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, look to Jesus. And isn't that, isn't that the pattern of spiritual growth we see in the scriptures? It's been described, watch this, as order, disorder, and reorder. Hello here. And that has happened in some of our lives. Let's be honest. I, I don't want to talk to you folk that's already been to heaven and got stuff going on and judging everybody else. I want to talk to some folk that said, you know, at one time my life was in order, but then all of a sudden there was some disorder. Oh, but thank God for the reorder. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. 
I had to take some french fries back the other night because they was cold and burnt and they had to give me a what? A reorder. Sometimes, hallelujah, we've got to experience a reorder in our life. Don't worry if your life right now is a disorder, in disorder. Don't worry about it. Keep on praising God. Keep on magnifying God. Keep on declaring the goodness of God. I don't care how out of order your life might be. Oh, thank you. I don't care where you've been. I don't care who you've been with. Just keep on pressing towards keep pressing towards Jesus. And I promise you everything. Well, let me hurry up lest I preach too long. And my guess is that every one of us have lived that pattern of life. Isn't that what happened to Bartimaeus? Isn't that what happened to the Israelites? Come on here. I'm back in the wilderness. They went from Egypt to the wilderness. And then some of them went to the promised land. And each of those patterns is a story of life, death, and resurrection. Yes, we all have experienced life. And some of y'all have experienced death. I ain't talking about spiritual death, but you've experienced some bad things in your life. You've experienced, my God, help me now. You've, you've experienced some bad situations. You've experienced some bad relationships. But how many of y'all know God gives you life? And then just so happen if it happens to die, guess what? I am the resurrection. God can resurrect anything in, in your life. Somebody, you come to church here today and you need God to resurrect something in your life. Somebody, you need to say, Lord, 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 let me see. Let me see again. But notice something, the thing about sitting in our darkness and begging is that at the time we can never see what's coming to us. And God told me to tell you, somebody, 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 you're getting ready to give up. You're getting ready to quit. You're getting ready to throw in the towel. But I stopped here to let you know that you can't see what's coming your way. You see, I don't think blind Bonamias could see what or who was coming his way that day as he sat on the roadside begging. The one thing that keeps coming up in my preaching is that Bonamias heard. You remember last week the nobleman heard blind man Barnabas heard that Jesus was passing that way. He did not see him coming but he just heard well, somebody you just need to hear that no matter what you've been through and no matter what you've been involved with you just need to hear that God still loves you and that nothing that you can do or no place you can go can stop God from loving you and you need to hear that God is passing this way and whatever you need God's got it, and God will restore your sight. Then, one thing I notice about Bonamias, he was faithful to his darkness. No, I ain't gonna preach too much longer, but he was faithful to his darkness. He didn't run away. He just sat there. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Somebody, you need to be still and see the salvation of the Lord. He was faithful in his darkness. He did not run away, but he was faithful to the roadside and he began the crowd. Please have mercy on me. And then 
you would just be faithful to your darkness and hold on to your neighbor, hold on. I don't want to push too hard, but tell her, come on, tell her, brother Carrington, hold on, let me just a little while longer, just remain faithful to your darkness, Jesus is going to come walking through, Yes, yes, because I've discovered when you're faithful to your darkness and when you do not run, all of a sudden, you don't know when it happened, but later, all of a sudden, things come into focus, all of a sudden, things start to look different, all of a sudden, we catch a glimpse of a new life, we have a new insight about ourselves, we begin to see things in a different light, yes, I'm glad that Jesus is passing through, and I'm glad that one day, in my darkness, he touched me, tell your neighbor, he touched me, and I Walk in the kitchen. 
see again. I want a different outlook of life. I don't want to go by what I can see with these eyes. These eyes see too much that discourage me. But I want to see through the eyes of faith. That when everything around me is sinking, 
Look like everything is going to the dogs. Life can get that way sometimes. But God, I want to see again. Open my eyes that I might see. Sister Pat, there was one occasion of a different blind man that Jesus healed. Jesus touched his eyes. And Jesus asked him, How do you see? And that man said, I see men as trees. You don't have to be a theologian to understand that his vision wasn't right yet. But Jesus touched him again and then asked him the question, how do you see now? And he says, I see men as who they are. Somebody, all you need, I'm finished, is to be touched again. Touched again. Touched again. Touched again. I'm going to venture off to say this and then I'm going to pray the prayer of faith and that's it for today. What God's word don't do, me slinging oil all over you and running you around the church ain't going to do it. Here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to tell you. Now, Barnabas had no choice how long he had to be faithful to his darkness. And because of his darkness, it caused him to sit on the roadside. And because he had to sit on the roadside, he had to beg. But when Jesus came through, don't miss it, his life changed. I said that to say this, you have the power to determine how long you sit on the roadside begging for your life. You can live in a $3 million house and still be begging for your house, for your life. You could drive a car that stretched from 32nd and Imperial all the way to Market Street and still be begging for your life. You could have thousands of dollars in the bank and still be begging for your life. I'm going to say it one more time and I'm done. You determine it's up to you how long you sit on the roadside and beg. And here's why I say this, because there are some situations you can't help. So I'm not telling you, I understand there's some things what you're going through, you just can't just snap out. I understand that. You just can't do that. I mean, come on, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not that cruel. There's some things maybe you can't snap out. At that point, you got to be like Bonamias. Be faithful to your darkness. And don't forget God. But I want you to know something. The presence of the Lord is here. Jesus is passing by right now. He's here. I can feel his presence. That's how I know he's here. He's here. And he's saying today through his man's servant, what do you want me to do for you today? Every eye closed, every head bow. Right where you're standing, 
in the quietness of your own heart because it ain't nobody else's business. Just tell him. Take a moment. Just tell him. For Bartimaeus, it was, I want to see again. Just tell him what you want. He's here. He's here. He's here. Tell him. 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 And I've been deputized. Hallelujah. I've been authorized to tell you the same thing that Jesus told Bartimaeus. Go thy way. Keep living. Your faith have made the whole. Stop talking about it. Stop discussing it. Go thy way. Go thy way. It's all right now. It's all right. Somebody need to know it's all right. Right now, it's all right. You can't figure it out, but it's still all right. Because man's extremity is God's opportunity. Now, God, I thank you. I shared with your people what you've placed on my heart to share, and you've declared that your word would not go forth void, but it would accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. God, help us to see again this pandemic have caused so many to lose focus. We put too much in the natural, too much in the physical. God knowing that if you don't protect us, we cannot be protected. No matter what we do, we cannot be protected. God, I pray. Open our eyes so we can see again that our vision is not distorted and God, we know we're not going to understand everything. It ain't for us to understand. We're not you. Your word says now we see through a glass darkly. In other words, our vision is distorted. But God, help us to trust you. Help us to trust you. Help us to lean and depend on you every step of the way. Help us to cast all our cares upon you. Why? Because you care about us. And God, you've never failed us. You have never failed us. God, you have never failed us. We may have become nervous. We may have become impatient. But God, you have never failed us. And we say thank you. We say thank you. Put those hands together and thank God.